Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. From the home of TV news, interviews, and reviews, this is the Custard TV Live. The home of TV news, interviews, previews, and reviews, it's the podcast of the moment, the Custard TV podcast. I am Luke, editor and runner of the aforementioned CustardTV.com. I am also the person that at the start of the podcast likes you to know I am the editor and runner of. Uh, I am joined by um, Eeny Meeny Miny Matt. Hello. Always a pleasure. And uh, <laughs> hello. Always a chore where you're concerned. Yeah, I know. And uh, and <laughs> the guy we call Mr. Gazman. Well, that's not what we call him when he's not on no. Skype. But when Gazman. he's on Skype... Ah. Mr. Gasman. It's Could you let me know what, what what do you call me when I'm not on Skype? Well, the Gasman. Oh, okay. no, no, there's something else. Oh. Greetings, yeah. listeners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's the Custom TV podcast. If you've never heard us before, we've all got feet. What? So, where have know. you been? It's true. Yeah, yeah, we've all got feet. I have got one hand and another hand as a backup. But as we all know about Luke, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. <laughs> ah, fair enough, um, yeah. Yeah, TV news, reviews and previews. Uh, kicking off with the news then, it was announced this week that a US uh, network has uh, bought in Channel 4's sex box. It's going to be remade in the US, though no dates yet as to which network called? will show. Gonna be, well, they have to make... Uh, what I've noticed, I mean, living in America for that many years, they do like their shows mm. to have the most simple title. Fornication Cube. A... <laughs> <laughs> Love Sphere. Hosted by Philip Schofield. No, I'd but like it'd be like... They they do those really dramatic intros, don't they, on, on the American shows? It's like, yeah. coming I, I up! Imagine. I well, no, because I mean, literally. It, be, if it was, who was it in oh, this country? It was, um, what's her face? Uh, Mario no, Lockhart. Thank you, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So in America, it would probably be Oprah Winfrey or something like well, that. Well, my guess, I mean, I don't know, as we say, we don't know yet which um, network will show it, but my guess will be it will be Oprah Winfrey's network own because that's all yeah. for women. Well, I have done a bit of research since I wrote that little bit, and it, the company that's been that's bought it does a lot of commissions for MTV. Like, so it, it's possible that it can up something like that, you know, like Jersey Shore type style stuff. It's also Lovely. a shame that they got rid of the O network because that would have been a good place for yeah. that to go. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, oh, oh. 
Okay, so that's Xbox going to be humor. in... Humour! I love humour, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Um, right. Uh, okay. Hang on, the document's frozen on me. Bear with me. Like okay, uh, channel, channel 4 is to launch a plus 24 no, channel. Five. Channel 5. Yes! Well, if you read between the lines, you'll have known that. Well, the channel script, 5... Yeah. Yeah, Channel 5 is to launch a plus 24 channel, similar to 24-7, except, or similar to 4-7, I should say, except 4-7 didn't turn out to be the channel I sort of thought it was. I don't really know what the purpose of 4-7 is. I, I'm um, not really sure 4-7 is what you could call, but they do now count it in ratings, don't they? They count, for chat programs on Channel 4, they now count that, the time shift, and the 4-7, I noticed somebody was saying. Well, they shouldn't, because it's on a different day. Yeah, but they count it... In the consolidated, like, the like they count the it with day. the 4OD sort of thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. makes sense. Sky Atlantic has uh, bought the rights to HBO's latest big detective drama. True Detective stars Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. It's, uh, as I said, on HBO currently in the US, so it's just about to have a three-week gap over there. It is a good series. I never thought I'd hear myself. Wow. Can we clip American that? American drama. We Matt, might clip it. Matt, can you just acknowledge that? Luke said that he liked an American show. It oh. is. I, I watched the first one. I did enjoy it. True Detective will start on Sky Atlantic on the 22nd of February. I think it's got promise. Um, the I'm just going to move along here because we'll do the awards all together. BBC okay. One have announced a new drama series, The Secret... Five-parter starring people like Alison Steadman and Olivia Coleman, written by new writers and one of Matt and my favourites, Sarah Salmadi's also got a script in one of these oh. five. It's written, it's uh, directed by Dominic Savage, whose last BBC One piece was the god-awful True Love. Oh. Is, is this going to be like that? Is like sort of five well, stories? Well, the thing is, the thing is, it's five half hours, which is exactly mm -hmm. the same format that True mm -hmm. Love was. But but True Love, if I remember correctly, had no script. It was all improvised. It, no, it Even... had like bare bones script. It yeah. had like a story, but the yeah. but you know some of it was improvised. Yeah. Whereas so it's all th scripted. this is, as far as I understand it from the press information, this has no improvisation. It is uh -huh. a showcase for brand new writers and Sarah okay. Salmani, who's not brand new. I bet it and it all centers around somebody exposing a massive secret so it's five standalone little dramas and probably at 10 30 yeah i bet it'll be on when the football's on like true love was probably probably um another recommission this time for daytime drama father brown starring mark williams is going to get a third series however two shows that gary enjoyed not so lucky hbo has uh wielded the axe on Stephen merchant's hello ladies <laughs> Uh, which yeah, I'm a bit disappointed a... with that one. Oh, I don't know. It's getting a final special to tie things up, if there's anything mm -hmm. to tie up. And also, Chris O'Dowd's Family Tree, gone after one series as well. Uh, this is a bit of news that surprised me, though I'm not a fan. I can, I am genuinely surprised. Channel 5 have dropped The Walking Dead, which I thought was a cert for good ratings for them, but they weren't well, I, showing I, I, any future I'll... series. I can tell you what the problem is, is um, they didn't put it in a decent slot. It, it is gory. It is a very violent program, but it has very good storytelling, great writing and acting. And I think they struggled to find a regular slot for it. They moved it around a bit. And also they were very behind. You can watch it on the Fox channel in this country pretty much 
after the release in America, Channel 5 was showing the repeat. I think they were showing it so late that you could even get the box set DVDs. And I think it's on, like, three, is it, I think Love Film have got it on the streaming as well now. Well, that's right. And I think I'm pretty sure because Channel... I've got one of those. Yeah, and this is why Channel 5, in my opinion, have dropped it. For the money they were paying, which I don't know the exact amount, but I did see that they were paying more than they were getting for ratings. Also, it's worth mentioning, if you're a fan of American dramas on Channel 5, they've also recently announced dropping Justified and uh, fairy tale drama Once Upon a Time. That which did well, us... though, didn't it? Yeah, which time. brings us to the awards. Wednesday saw the National Television Awards. All celebrities from television and a woman who pulled a ball out of the World Cup, didn't get that bit, um, were there at the O2, including myself and Matt. Yeah. Matt, in a red jacket, look very and a p- p- black and white piano tie. It was like sitting next to a very outdated ringmaster. Mm. I don't quite know what was going what on. Bit, what circus do you go to where they wear piano key neckties? Every circus I've ever been to. <laughs> um, in fact, if if we'd gone to the National Television Awards in like the year two thousand one, there's a good chance Matt would have been barred entry if Trini and Susanna had been there to stop oh, it. Topical uh, reference. There you go, topical. Don't get more topical. Uh, and then Misha and Paris and that other woman when they can't. Misha somebody. Jamelia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not every black lady is Jamelia. <laughs> okay. Some of them um, are Misha Paris. Yeah. So that was the National Television Award. The reason we bring this up is I am going to say this. You can take this how you like. I hate the way the general public in this country particularly watch television there you go yeah. my first proper moan of the of the show winners in surprising winners included paul o'grady's for the love of dogs which i although i don't think deserve to win over the others in the category like the bake off i can see the, mm. the why that the only popular. thing i would say in defense of that is that's the only one that's on the prime channels all the, the others are on sub-channels, like BBC Two or Sky One. Mm. So if uh, you're talking... Lee, although, again, it gets massive ratings. I'm just a boring person, what do I know? Um, it was Mrs. Brown's Boys. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cold in the... Well, it was hot in the O2, but there was a real coldness in the air when Brendan O'Connell announced to the entire room oh, that there will the film. be a Mrs. Brown's movie at some point. Uh, highlights. From as the I night said, in... as I said well, at the time, the tagline should be, "And you thought Keith Lemon the movie was bad." Highlights from the night for me yeah. included um, smelling match chips, which is not a euphemism. Um, that was nice. Uh, the educating Yorkshire lot, where the roof was just lifted off mm. of the O2. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, they night. they started, didn't they? They they had the choir there at the beginning, and they started the night. And then we noticed that um, they were in at least one, if not two, boxes. Uh, you know, the sky boxes at the O2 had, you know, some of the pupils from from the uh, Thornhill Academy, and some of the teachers obviously had, had gone there to support the show. Um, uh, but as you say, yeah, when when they actually won the award, you know, it did get a bit emotional. It's it's fair to say, because, you know, we need to just establish that I was on a special assignment and couldn't, unfortunately, be present at the O2. Uh, I can't talk about it. it you know, fair enough. Um, and I so I watched it on television. And um, it, you the biggest cheer of the night was educating Yorkshire. Mm. And the fantastic uh, moment when that 
the, the, the stuttering the kid Shurat. got up and did his little bit. Yeah, Mushrat, yes, yes. Brilliant. You know, that was the moment. You know, a lot of people on Twitter were, were sort of, you know, saying how important and good that was. Uh, uh, there's yeah. an important phone call coming through there, so... Uh, Stay with me. All right, so Luke, uh, mate, uh, tell us what the other awards that you yeah, kind of were surprised other, by. The, the other moment that me and Luke actually both agreed on, even though neither of us watch uh, Coronation Street, was uh, when uh, the lady who plays Hayley Cropper won her award. and Julie uh, hesman Yeah, and, and dragged up the guy who plays her husband, Roy. And it was just a nice yeah. sweet moment. Of course, this week her character was uh, passed away on, I think, the Monday show. Um, so it was nice for all the, um, yeah, you know, the, the crowd. Was, was yeah, yeah. And they also won the uh, the soap award. And I'll just uh, share a little anecdote uh, that we all hinted right. at before the show. Uh, during both awards, there was a uh, a lady in front of us who was a, a big Corey fan. Uh, so when Corey won the second award, the best soap award, she stood up during the entire acceptance speech. Oh, um, so, uh, a couple of the ladies in the row behind started, sh- uh, started shouting at her to sit down. Um, uh, the other uh, friend who was with us asked her politely to sit down. She ignored him and said, Oh, I'm, this is the only thing I've come to see. This is the only thing I wanted to see, so I'm going to stand up. So the women behind kept having a go at her, and it turned into a bit of a, a slanging match, a bit of a, you shut up, no, you shut up. And it was quite amusing, nice. especially since this, yeah. as this took place during the Best Soap uh, Award. Uh, yeah, did I think did at any point, point you or Luke join in, or did you just watch? No, 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 we were just sort of cowering in our seats. But yeah, <laughs> I, and also I, I have to say we did, all, well, certainly myself got very excited when Kiefer Sutherland uh, took the stage. Uh, yeah, that recently. was, uh, I mean, there have been pictures all day on Twitter um, uh, of, of Scenes 24, you know, they'd started filming uh, that day, there were, you know, lots of police, bo- you know, lots of, you know, red post boxes and taxis with the Union Jack on it and scenes, you know, in London. So we knew he was there, but obviously it was a well-kept secret, wasn't it? It was a real shock. Um, uh, the other two, the, the two big winners, I suppose, really, are, are Doctor Who, who mm. won two awards, you know, the, the best drama. Oh, that's fair enough. I think Broadchurch was unlucky. And then Matt Smith winning it for drama. And I think, again, that was probably due to, you know, the timing, you know, him just having, you know, not long ago filmed his last scenes. And um, so you know, I th- thought it was interesting how Matt, I think Matt and I both said this at the time. Matt, um, Stephen Moffat went up to accept the award with Jenna Louise Coleman for Matt Smith and didn't go yeah. back up. When Doctor mm. Who won an award, it was peculiar. Suggest um, perhaps he wasn't there, you know, kind of thing. Which you know, coming on, coming on to my second big winner of the evening were um, Anton Deck, who picked up three awards. First for I'm a Celebrity, which they weren't there to collect at the time. Uh, secondly, for, as entertainment presenter, which they've now run for fifty years in the row, and um, and then the the gushing landmark award, which basically turned the whole thing into an Anton Deck love fest. Which I missed. I'd got. I'd left by that point, so I missed that and the and the Strictly award. But I, I'd had to get back from a train to the north. Do you, do you think? I mean, it was a great night, and I, I really enjoyed the night, and I really enjoyed the whole getting dressed up, and being at the O2, and seeing everybody. Do you think though the National Television Awards is a worthy award ceremony? Well, I would say, and and you sort of alluded to it at the beginning that this is. This is voted for by the public, but what they mean by the public is people who buy specific 
magazines where the I know Radio Times is one of them, but so is the TV Quick, is it or something, and the yeah. what's on TV, and I think Heat magazine as well. And these people the tend to watch the the populist TV programs, and I mean as well the list that they they formulate to pick from the long list is all from the the top rated shows to begin with. So none of the sort of smaller dramas that we champion on this podcast tend to make the list to begin with. So it is all the ones that get the top ratings in their various slots. And the people who watch TV mainly, and we've brought this up on the podcast before, are the more mature people who watch things like the New Tricks, like the Downtons, like the Call of the Midwives, and tend to shy away from, from other shows. And Broadchurch, to an extent, was an anomaly in that it was a a popular drama that was actually, you know, quite good. And I think it, it became a word-of-mouth hit rather than anything else and sort of grew in the ratings as it went along. Uh, but other other shows were less successful, and I think that's the point, that things like Mrs Brown's Boys attract a large audience of people. The general public tend to watch what's on the main channels. I think that's what we're saying, and I think that's why you're saying that generally you hate the public who vote for these awards. You should have seen the young... I mean, there, there was a few older people, as Matt alluded to in, with yeah. that soap story, but the majority of people were young in there. The amount of applause that Downton and Call the Midwife got was just... I wouldn't have believed it I think I we were just... It. I mean, I think I was just applauding everything because that's what they said to make a lot of noise. I mean, the odd thing was that the sort of young people just in front of us who jumped up and started whooping when Jeremy Kyle... Was an, was that nominated. was a bizarre moment. Yeah, I think I think, I think were on the show that morning. As I said, yeah, as I said, oh, so it was his baby. Um, yeah, they're in. <laughs> but I, I, do, I do think I do think as well. Um, w- Matt and I did refuse to clap for one nominee, which was Keith Lemon, who, uh, I, if I had on. had, hold on, does that mean you clapped for Miranda? No, I did because I I, I quite like Miranda. I don't. I don't Shall get I hang up on Matt, Gary? Shall I hang up on so, Matt? You can just say the yeah, word, I'll hit the button. We need to take a vote on this podcast about this, and, and, and anyone on the Miranda side is out. Sorry, but Gary, you liked Bad Alts and Heading Out. So just quickly, I yep. don't like Miranda. Talk- are we talking about Miranda the person or Miranda the sitcom? I like Miranda the sitcom, and I don't see... I, I, I Matt, don't Gary, Gary, a- Gary, Gary, he's gone. Look, he's gone. Get You're right. Of- he's gone. Yeah. Um, shall I, okay, shall I so, tell you about the Screen Actors Guild Awards? Yeah, while he's we, uh, about, yeah he's, got to learn, he's got to learn his lesson. Yeah, If you'd like to replace Matt on this podcast, then uh, then get in touch with us. Uh, the Screen Actors now. Guild took place on Sunday the 18th, and uh, it's the 20th Annual Awards. They're kind of uh, a, um, a, a, a little bit of a nod for the Oscars. You know, these are kind of like the television version of them, because the Golden Globes does both TV and, and, and film. Uh, the winners, I'll just do the highlights. Uh, best actor in a drama series male was Brian Cranston for Breaking Bad. Um, best performance by a female was Maggie Smith in Downton Abbey, the British link there. Uh, outstanding for comedy was Ty Burrell of Modern Family, one that you watch. He's the dad. Is that right, Luke? Luke, he's the dad, yeah? Okay. Uh, outstanding performance by a female was Dewey Louise Dreyfus for Veep. Uh, outstanding performance for uh, in an ensemble cast was Breaking Bad. Lots of awards for them. Um, and outstanding comedy was Modern Family. I won't go through all the others because there was lots of awards that were given out that didn't really cover what we talk about. Uh, it does look as if Luke has very much uh, 
got rid of Matt. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. So, um, I'll just carry on talking about this. Uh, we're going to move on very soon to the uh, to the to the review section, which which Matt was going to do. So I'm going to I'm yeah, just going to add. Yeah, no, I'll get Matt. I think he's learned. Yeah, now. It, I think he's... yeah, you think he's learned his lesson? Yeah, I think he has. Just make sure. Think... Just, just check. He said, "Yeah, just just said one." He said the. Are you back, Matt? Yeah. Uh, how do you, you feel go... about How do you feel about Miranda now? <laughs> you should do think... the podcast on your own. I'm not bothered. Think very carefully. The review section is going to be very short. I'll do it. I'll think... make it up. Like you think do very... normally. Think very carefully about your answer. What? I don't mind Miranda. Uh, I, no, don't, no, 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 no. I don't mind it. Uh, <laughs> as a show. Look, make it, right. Make it do the review section as penance okay but but he has to not mention miranda at any point that'd be hard during call the midwife even though she does feature quite prominently in um the musketeers Uh, yeah so yeah she had that guest spot in helix which i wasn't surprised by (laughs) with some trepidation i will now sit quiet as i feel like i've seen virtually no telly this week uh and let man walk you through yeah i was there live uh, and let Matt walk you through. Have you done the, the screen reviews? acting skilled? Yes, you were gone. Yeah. You had... Okay. Go. Um, well, I'll 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 run through the shows I've seen first, and then I'll get Gary to do the American shows. I presume he's seen. Uh, okay. So, three programs uh, that were all new or returning to Sunday night. We'll start with the aforementioned called The Midwife. This was back. <laughs> Steady. For a third series, um, this saw the nuns and midwives move into the uh, a new Nonata's house, which uh, I believe is now all big HD sets. Um, also, we had um, the aforementioned Ms. Hart. Uh, but, 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 but. Okay. Didn't mention her first name. Uh, as uh, Chummy, who is now a settling down to being a wife and mother, and oddly organised... Chummy? Uh, the uh, sitcom actress who uh, was double nominated at the National TV Awards. Ah, I see. Ah! Uh, the the one that Gary is currently hunting down with a BB gun. Uh, yeah, so this was... I mean, this uh, promised a lot of change to the characters and learning new things. There was a new nun who was introduced. Uh, the former nun who's now married to one of the McGann brothers... Uh, hinted that she was pregnant, but again, all the characters remain the same. It was fairly, uh, you know, it's it's fairly standard Sunday night drama. There's nothing wrong with it. One thing I will say is that all the female characters are quite strong, and it's one of the only dramas I can think of that has got very few male cast members. All the male cast members are sort of supporting roles. Um, neither of you watched this, and I guess neither of you are ever going to watch it. But it just let me do my favourite joke from when I was about four. Go on, then. I'll just, I'll just change it for the situation. How many people are in Call the Midwife? One. None. No, none. 
That would have got last when I. That would have got last when I was four. Why? Why? There's why, about, why is that? There's about why? eleven recurring cast members. <laughs> Don't ruin the joke. <laughs> the joke is none based. Anyway, oh, they're nuns. On. I yeah. thought they were midwives. There's I've never seen the show that midwives. There's a mixture right. of nuns and nurses. Like God. And and minty. Yeah. Was he this? Was he this funny at the television awards? I was hilarious. In fact, at one point, Dermot nearly was dragged off stage. And Dermot I'm, said that was for a different thing. Yeah. What what Dermot said was he's about as funny as Keith Lemon, so take that as you want. Ah, uh, oh, that good. Uh, move, moving on to uh, the new drama that um, was on uh, directly after Call the Midwife. This was the Musketeers, which uh, has been heavily uh, trailered and and uh, basically was a new adaptation of uh, Alexandre Dumas's uh, novels. Dumbass. Uh, I'm going to get mad to speak French every week. Uh, this well, yeah, we... um, was adapted by uh, Adrian Hodges, who uh, I, th- I suppose is most famous for uh, Primeval, the dinosaur drama on ITV, but also worked on the um, remake of Survivors. Which uh, I liked. This, uh, he's basically said of this one that he wanted to um, bring the characters, modernise them, sort of to keep the swashbuckling drama. Uh, but sort of make the characters more modern. But I, you wouldn't know it by this first episode. This was fairly sort of standard introduction to all the characters. I personally, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very action-packed, very well uh, filmed. There was a lot of Doctor Who alumni and Sherlock people who worked on this. It was all filmed in Prague. So it had a sort of, from like a Game of Thrones type uh feeling to the the way it was shot although there was no nudity because this was the BBC um, I thought it really got going in the latter stages where you sort of saw where it was going how how evil Peter Capaldi's cardinal actually was um, there were some quite violent scenes towards the end which made me think this is why it's not on you know a Saturday night as Luke alluded to why is it not playing in the sort of Merlin Atlantis sort of uh, arena and I thought they did a good job of introducing all the characters. I mean, I'm not particularly familiar with the Musketeers story outside of Dog Tanyon and the Muskerhounds. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. And I'm going to watch again uh, next week to see how it progresses. But I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with it for all ten. Luke, I think, watched it but doesn't really have an opinion on it. I don't really have an opinion. Ten is a lot of this, though, I think. Mm. And Gary's going to watch it. Yeah, it's it's on the list for potential watching tonight. And can I just say that if you a dog Tanyon was trending on Twitter whilst it was on, oh, in a quite hilarious. Also, it's uh, worth saying they they presented an award, the Musketeers, at the national. Oh yeah, Tanyan. oh yeah, that's true. And I don't they think the any, boring, yeah, yeah boring, I don't think any boring of the seven million who watched it on Sunday night were at the O2 because um, they, they they just went the Musketeers and everyone went. Oh really? Yeah. My yeah. my oh. favourite presenters of the night had to be uh, Danny Dyer and Kelly Bright because yes. they just didn't let Danny Dyer say anything. Say anything. I don't know if you noticed that when you're watching it on TV, Gary. Uh, well, Danny Dyer, yeah. What, what, I don't remember. I don't remember Kelly Brook. Kelly, Kelly Bright. Bright. Who's oh, okay. His oh, wife yes. Sorry. Um, Kelly. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, Danny, Danny Dyer came on and, and 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 showed why he had to be on EastEnders and couldn't be yeah. on Ollie Oaks. Ollie Oaks. He, it was. A, I'm sure he's like, been it, on. I, he it, has been on Ollie he, Oaks. 
As he, well, I'm surprised he got asked back because he dropped the eight oh, big time. Oli Oaks. Oli Oaks later. Oli Oaks later. Oli Oaks later, mate. I liked also, it's worth saying as well that there was a funny bit at the very beginning of the awards on Wednesday where uh, the Thornhill Community Choir, who was singing really well and got yeah. a lot of atmosphere going, the girl said, and then they had him on Michael Ball, and there was a ripple through the arena of people just going, really? Michael Ball? And no, no Michael she said Bolton, Michael sorry. Bolton. She Michael said Bolton, Michael. that's what I meant, Michael I, Bolton. I wasn't Matt. there. Gareth wasn't there. If Gary had been there, it would have been Michael Bolton. I was asked, but then Michael the Bolton apparently getting it special. But he so. was still working on the moves for that cake. Oh, the moves. Uh, yeah, so... Could you do the rest on. of the reviews in your Danny Dyer voice? Yeah. Luke. No, He's you, leg. Matt. <laughs> no. Um, so, moving on to uh, Mr. Selfridge, which also returned. Got slightly sort of diminished ratings. I think it returned to about 5 million. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see if, if the Musketeers maintains its... Uh, its audience, if people were just tuning in out of curiosity rather than something they're going to stick with. This, Mr. Selfridge, uh, I quite enjoyed this second series. I think it might be a little bit more toned down than the first series. Everything was a bit, you know, turned up to 11 with Jeremy Piven's performance in the first series. This joins him five years after the events of series one. Um, a lot of the characters have sort of been away and all sort of returned en masse in this first episode. So Ashling Loftus's uh, Agnes came back from being in Paris and is now head of window displays, excitingly. Uh, new characters included Polly Walker from one of Luke's favourites, Prisoner's Wives. Uh, she, yeah, uh, I enjoyed she's that. Playing, she's playing this um, club owner who befriends Mrs Selfridge and who's quite a strong, independent woman type, and I think she adds a new energy to it. Also, Aidan McArdle joins as uh, Lord Loxley, husband to Catherine Kelly's Lady May. Uh, the big sort of ominous, looming story is that World War One is about to uh, take place. As we saw at the end of the episode, there was a, um, a newspaper heading that just said, Franz Ferdinand killed, not the band, the Archduke. Archduke um, so- Ferdinand. Yes. Okay. So basically, this again was more of the same, but I think I enjoyed this a little bit more than Call the Midwife. They made some attempts to change some of the characters. I think uh, Piven's toned down his performance. He's a bit of an older Harry. He's wearing glasses now a little bit. And I think, yeah, it's good. I don't think they need to bring back all of the characters that they've brought back, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And and this is 10 episodes, so... You know, it's a bit. It's a big ask of of the audience, but we'll see what happens with the ratings. Mm-hmm. Over to Gary now for two uh, US shows that debuted over here. In in uh, yeah, um, one that's already on my list of ones that I'll be watching is uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, starring and produced by Adam Sandberg, uh, previously who was in Cuckoo in this country. Andy, and, is it uh, not Andy uh, Sandberg? Andy, sorry, it's Andy Sandberg. Sorry, uh, and he's also been a feature on uh, Saturday Night Live in America for a couple of years. Uh, it, it's a spoof on the police precinct show. He plays the the, the rookie, you know. Sorry, he plays the the detective who breaks all the rules. Uh, it, it's comedy. It's quite good. 
it has a, a number of well-known sort of American comedy actors, not people you would particularly well know well over here, but people who've been in Saturday Night Live and Americans will like. It's done very well in America. It's already been given a full series. And E4 are showing it on Thursday nights and then Channel 4 show it the next night. So they're really pushing it. Um, it's not bad. It, it, it's quite light-hearted comedy. And, and, and to be fair... It's it's what there is. It's what there's lacking on other channels at the moment. Is just a decent. We talked about the comedy awards. Just comedy you can actually sit down, and enjoy, and and get a few good laughs out of um, without having to offend or do too much with. So uh, yeah, yeah, good recommendation for me from that one. And the second one is uh, is Helix, uh, new Channel Five drama that previewed on the American Sci-Fi Network earlier this year. Uh, it's if you've ever seen two movies, one called The Thing. Uh, and sorry, and an X Files episode called Ice Station Zero. It's it's very much based on that. The, the CDC are called in to uh, investigate a contaminant um, in Antarctica or the Arctic. I'm not sure which. One of those cold places. The Arctic. Um, and, uh, and yes, and basically it's headed up by Billy Campbell, who I think might qualify for the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. Oh, now I want to watch it. Who is this? Yeah, Billy Campbell. It, Billy Campbell. Um, I think he's Does been he in a, a number. Else? Well, can you can you IMDb, Mister IMDb? I'm just looking him I'm... up now. I am. Yeah. I am looking him up now. He just plays um, this very overly efficient. He was in the Killing, see... the US version of the Killing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was the um, the governor or something. Darren or the, the... Richmond. Yeah. Anything else? Once and again. He's been in a lot of soaps, it says. Dynasty. Okay. He's in the 4400. He was oh, in yeah, Crime yeah, yeah. Story. Oh, right, okay. He's quite an old um, actor. 54, it says on here, he is. Yeah, he, he probably looks about mid 40s, early 50s, yeah. It's just, this is a good show. It's got lots of elements, you know, there's quite a few jumps and scares, and, and, and it's got like a sort of like a background story where you've got that Billy Campbell's brother is one of the contaminated, and they get these kind of superhuman powers and. I'm not explaining it very well, but the problem is, although the show is very good, Billy Campbell is such a bad actor. But in a way that, as Luke said, you kind of want to watch it. Um, it's it's going to be on for 13 episodes on Channel 5. The first episode was a doubleheader. I liked it, but I can't get past his bad acting. Wow. Okay. I don't know how much I'm going to be watching it in the future. Um, I shall well, keep Gary, the next what section... Are you, you... Yeah, go on then. I was going to do yeah. a nice little we... link then, but... Oh, go on then, do the link, go on, I'll like to I was going it. to say, well, you might not be watching that, but Gary, what are you still watching? Well, we thought we'd introduce a slightly new feature for 2014 on the podcast, uh, something for which we might even do a jingle, who knows. Uh, and it's basically, you know, giving you an idea of what me, Luke and Matt are still watching. And the idea behind that is that we give you the news, the reviews and the previews of all the new shows and what's coming up, but we don't get a chance to talk about what we're still watching what's on our pvr watch on our vhs for matt in the north uh and uh, and, and what we've still been enjoying so without really needing to explain because these shows have been talked about in previous episodes you can go back and listen but uh, i'm still watching the bridge the excellent swedish danish version uh, drama on bbc4 uncle the bbc3 drama we talked about on last week's episode i've kept Somebody up that is comedy. I've kept up to date with Celebrity Big Brother. I'm really enjoying the voice still, but I know that's undeniable because I'm a big fan of it. I'm still watching an enduring House of Fools that might be on the way out. Uh, Silent Witness is still getting a go, and I've really enjoyed the last episode of The Taste. I think I think they're coming into their own on that one now. I kind of know the format of the show. I'm really enjoying it. 
Um, so that's what's been on about mine. the taste? I think I like the format. I like the idea that that actually they put the they they bring in a they bring in a chef and you get immunity if you can impress him. Um, and I like the idea that the, the, in the first round they, the, the the chefs are in the kitchen. You know the uh, the three celebrity chefs. And then I like the idea that they're left alone. You know they come out and then they become judges. I think we've talked about reality shows in the past where it must be very difficult to be a coach and a judge. You know how can you actually how on the X Factor it makes the X Factor very messy when Louis Walsh has to vote on one of his own acts. And they kind of have done have tweaked this format so that they separate that idea of being coaches and judges, mm. which I quite like. Um, so, Luke, what have you still been watching? I am still watching television. Uh, I'm still watching Silent Witness, as you are. Uh, the Undateables on Channel 4 is still a must-watch. I'm also still watching Charlie Brooker uh, and his yeah. programme. Uh, I'm not... I have to say, can we just mention that quickly, that I... I... It's it's now coming to the point where the bits that Charlie Booker isn't in, there's more and more bits, isn't there, on that program yeah. which he isn't yeah. in, and it's just getting to the point now where I'm just watching it on catch up just to watch the bits he is in because I'm not that bothered about what's her name, Philomena Clunk or whatever her name is. Philomena Clunk, uh, Barry Shippies, uh, yeah. um, you've got and um, like Limmy, American Limmy Guy, Show, Doug Stanhope. Limmy. Dud Stanhope and the bloke that does the the bloke that does the twenty four the bloke that does the program in ninety nine seconds I didn't really get yeah but I quite and, like the, I quite like I quite like the Doug Stanhope is great but I think really it's a separate yeah. show I think you're right it's almost becoming Charlie Brooker presents mm. but still the stuff uh, he comes out with is, is class so. I also am still watching twenty four hours in A and E on Channel Four and it was worth. For my own, just to get this off my chest, I did hit a new personal low last night uh, as I ate a box of Maltesers whilst watching Super Size vs. Super Skinny on Channel 4 and just, I thought that Auditioning was a new low. Auditioning for the next series. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh the irony. Uh, yeah. Matt, take us through what you're still watching. Uh, yeah, well, before Luke calls me a martyr, um, yeah, some of the stuff uh, I'm watching yeah. for reviewing oh, purposes Martyr! Yeah, um, that's what, that's yeah, what I... Matt stands for. <laughs> One at a time, please. Uh, One at a time. So yeah, the um, but I think even if I wasn't reviewing it, I probably like Gary. I would still be watching and enjoying the voice. I think it's it it's entertaining for once this year. It's not taking itself too seriously, and I think the new coaches are adding no. something to it. Um, and, one that and I am smart, just sorry, just to say they're being very yeah. smart. The time yeah. of the show is coming down five ten minutes each week. Yeah, which I think um, is clever. Sorry, yeah. One that I am martyring myself out to to watch for reviewing purposes, Death oh. in Paradise, which I might still watch if it was on, just because it's enjoyable fluff, really, and it's, there's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, enjoying it. Birds of a Feather, again, are watching it if it's on when we're eating or something like that, and it's still, I think it's still quite funny. It's the same old gags, but they're well done and well delivered. You know all our Twitter information. The website is thecastertv.com. Download this from that website or from iTunes if you prefer, and give us a five-star review while you're there. We'd love one. We really would. Um, it Just is one. the Caster Not TV that we're podcast. Needy. Thank you, Matt. Okay. Thank you, Gary. It's all right. Thank you, me. You're welcome. This has Not been so the Custom TV Podcast. Bye! Goodbye. Bye! Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.